Our birds are different to a conventional, like a cob or like a bird that's actually bred for meat. Because they're slow grown, it gives their body the right amount of time to develop. That comes out in the flavour of the birds and I'm just going to say that that's what proper chicken should be. This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Chooks at the Rook is owned by Xavier Prime and Kimberly Burridge. Along with a small team, they produce premium, pastured eggs centred around animal welfare and sustainable farming practices. But even more interestingly, they've started rearing cockerels that would not have otherwise had the full, rich lives they're now experiencing. Our farm's located in Kowarook, which is about 10 minutes west of Colac in the Otways region. And Kowarook's a real sweet spot. It's part of the Otway sort of region, so we get that rainfall all year round and the green pick for our birds, but also we're close to Red Rock, an extinct volcano, and a part of the Victorian volcanic plains. So really fertile soils and good rainfall. So it's a good place to farm coral. This the fertile soil really helps really helps us with our eggs to that with the green pick and the rainfall combined with those fertile soils, it it really makes those eggs that we produce really vigorous. The yolks are quite bright because they've got that green pick all year round. And the also this, the green pick really helps with our roosters, our young cockerels that we produce, really helps to get some yellow into that fat and skin. So it's important and, yeah, that's a big part of it. So we're primarily egg producers, but we've got a strong focus on animal welfare and all animals that go into the food chain of some of the products that we eat. So th- with eggs... There's, for a female to be produced, there was a male offspring. So all our females obviously lay our eggs, but then with our cockerels, rather than have them disposed of at day old, we raise them up and give them a meaningful, purposeful, free-range life to 21 weeks of age. And it's a philosophy that we take into our eggs, our cockerels, we do it with our all our maremmas are rescued, um, so we're we're sort of big on giving animals in the food chain a bit of a second chance, I guess you'd call it. Farming has been in Xavier's family for generations, and although he originally left the fold, the lure of life on the farm brought him right back. Yeah, we grew up on the family farm. They started out at. Uh, Biak, which is about 15 minutes away, and then for the last 20 years we've lived at Kowarook. Food's always been a big part of it. When you're growing up on the farm, we've eaten our own beef, we've, we've had eggs, turkeys, um, and so, yeah, like, mum and dad have always run a, a, a small cow and calf beef operation, and us kids... Um, yeah, we've always sort of known where our foods come from and it's it's important to us as we've got older that, yeah, we've had that building blocks. Growing up with mum and dad with the beefies, um, when I was sort of in primary school, I sort of want to, I guess you grow up looking at your mum and dad and think I, I want to be, I want to be part of it too with animals and what they were doing. So 
I got into chooks, they were a bit easier for me to handle and um, it's always fun producing eggs and I could kind of take them to school and the teachers and people like that would kind of buy them off you. So I started off with the eggs um, just as a bit of a pocket money sort of job when I was really little. And then as I got older, um, I started to rear calves. And this is kind of where I started to discover about other animals in the food system. We just live up the road from a drop-off point for bobby calves and I was always see them going past and I wonder why, why are these calves going? Like they're not even a week old and I started, I, <laughs> I dropped into the drop-off point. The manager there was really friendly. We, we got on well. He let me buy some of those calves in there. I would bring him back home with me and that feeling of taking the calves home with me has stayed with me till this day. It's what I love. And, and so when we got into eggs and when I got to that little stage of a bit older, I found out about the day-old male chicks and it's the same sort of thing. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm not having a part of this, like, we got to do something here and I don't care what anyone says. So we just started raising day-old males to find out for ourselves whether, you know, you hear early days, you hear it sort of can't be done and too slow growing, blah, blah, all that. But I sort of don't take much notice of people sometimes and did it. <laughs> I just went out and started raising them myself and they're great. Like they've last year, you know, delicious food award winning birds I was like this is you know let's kick this off I don't so our first goal with with this was we've got we've got 4,000 layers we want to raise 4,000 cockerels because we don't want our eggs coming at the expense of a day old male they're interesting the little cockerels raising them up there I don't raise them together anymore um and I sort of learned me lesson along the way there but um, I mean, cockerels, going cockerels out is, there's a, they hit a real point where, um, so when they get to 21, 22 weeks of age, they're roosters, right? You put a bunch of roosters together, they've got plenty of space here, but they're ready to bust up by then. They're, they're, they're sort of eyeing each other off. They've get, you kind of see it when they're 18 weeks of age that a couple of the first ones start to just shape up a little bit, just how you're going. And then... Once it gets past that, that's why I only take them to 21, 22 weeks because they've kind of reached their weight potential, most of it, but also it's time to go. Like it's, yeah, they're roosters and it's not the forever farm. We need a sustainable business here to, to keep doing what we do. So I think that's where that, that's where I reached that, that point of 20, 22 weeks, anywhere between there, um, that's our that's the end of the line, unfortunately. Xavier started by connecting with local chefs and working with their needs. Yeah, started selling it to a few local restaurants um, just to sort of say, what do you think? What do we got on our hands here? I feel like I can be good with the animals. And then when it comes to the chefs and the restaurants, I probably can be out of my depths a little bit. So I kind of 
gave those guys some birds, said, what do you think? Then they came back, that's great. And then we've just sort of kept on going since then. We've really decided to ramp it up though. Um, into the new year, we're gonna do a lot more numbers than what we have been doing. Um, we've got three new, very excited about this, got three new sheds coming from France. Um, and solar powered self-sustaining sheds with their own silo and feed system inside and um, yeah I guess really really going for this cockerel business. Well the eggs are really really nutrient dense so you can tell that's why chefs and red cafes love our eggs because they're highly poachable um, and I always put it down to because Oh, look, producing an egg, it's not rocket science, is it? But And a lot of people, I've, I always just come back to it. It's got to be the soils and the grasses that they're grazing because we're probably not feeding it anything different than someone up the road or next suburb, uh, next postcode or whatever. Like, I've, I've put it down to the highly fertile soils that we farm on. And then the cockerels, what's special about them? Well... They're something that's rarely available in Australia. Basically, we're the only people that produce a free-range cockerel. And they're just old-school chicken, proper chicken. Like, not white meat either. It's, it's, it's darker, lighter brown. The, the thighs and the legs are a bit darker. The, the rest of the body's like a light brown. Yellow flavoursome skin with some sort of yellow um, saturated fat inside them and yeah, give them a slow... This is what I love is that there's... What's special about them for the chefs and restaurants is every every chef gets a blank canvas. And when I ask them, how'd you cook it? None of them ever come back with the same recipe. They've all got their own... They've all got their own unique dish and style that they cook it. And I just love that for them to be able to have a dish that's unique on their menu that isn't replicated anywhere else, and I love it. With the cockerels, Xavier soon garnered the attention of some of Australia's best chefs. The, the type of chefs that use, us, use our products as starters are really focused on sustainability and the story behind where their birds have come from, and the zero-waste warriors, i got to call them, they love it. So... That, that like that's their sort of ethos generally but also it's if a chef just wants a seriously banging chicken that's proper there's that too if you don't you know you don't have to give us stuff about the sustainability side of it on that but um, so the top what we've just finished a campaign called the cooking cockerels campaign and the three chefs uh, that we used for that was Annie Smithers from Defermia and Victor from Lee Hu Fook and Guy Grossi from, from Florentino. And, um, yeah, they all did a different style bird, um, a cock of in, a roast and a drunken chicken. And that's what I mean. It's, like, it's uh, something different to everyone else. And, like, you go into an Italian style or someone with a Greek background or something like that and they're doing something else. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but... You you love it and your customers love it, so that's good. Let's go. Like, I don't eat near as many of them as I wish I could. Um, so <laughs> they get processed and they all go out. Um, so if I'm lucky enough to be able to 
uh, pop in to, to visit one of the restaurants, I always try to experience what they've done with it. On a home front, my mum cooks the best chicken and leg pie ever. And it sounds so basic, but I love it, froth it. It's, it's just the best and it's pretty basic, but I love it. Inspired by Joel Salison, Xavier is focused on the whole ecosystem and letting nature do its thing. It's been a typical day on the farms, making sure everyone's fed, watered, um, there's egg collecting, packing, there's, nearly, there's probably some sort of delivery going on. Uh, moving sheds, moving fences, um, and then I probably spend a little bit of time on some orders and some book work coming in here and there. It's just, it doesn't stop. I'm a big believer in the Joel Salatin style in that uh, nature itself is the best example of sustainability. So that's why when we have excursions come out and we've got a local school comes out here once a month, I always explain to them that without our beef cattle here, the grass would probably be a metre and a half long and the chooks really wouldn't benefit too much from that. So I, the, the cows here keep the grass down to, I call it, happy chook level. And then we've got mobile sheds. All our sheds follow the cows around as best we possibly can. And so... The philosophy on it is that the cows with their manure that he's left behind, the chooks scratch it and, and are fertilising more square inches of land, along with their own sheds where you can really tell once you've moved a shed, it's that concentration of manure where they've slept for the night. That's the real spot where you can tell after that ground's been rested that there's been some good stuff laid down here. <laughs> The cockerels are not like chickens, and they're offering something quite special in regard to poultry down under. Our birds have been growing for 21 weeks of age, so they're they're a bit leaner. Um, yeah, they've got this the colour of the meat's like light brown compared to bleached white. And I'll give you an example of what people could expect. One of our chefs' early days that was using the birds, um, he, he prepared it and cooked it for his two sons and they had it for dinner and he didn't tell them what he, was, what he was preparing for them, what the dish was and he asked them to guess what meat it was and they couldn't tell him. So that's a, <laughs> you know, it's, it's things like that um, that really stick with me. Um, and I guess that's, I mean, that's a pretty big difference, I'd say. I know that you do have to be pretty skilled to cook them. Then, the, then it's not rocket science, obviously, but it's like you've got to, they're not a, you can't just chuck them straight in the, in the oven and roast them. You've got to prepare them, brine them, sous vide. You've got you to slow cook them and, and put some real effort into it. And to have the chefs and restaurants come back and just be, just be so happy with what they've received and, and asking for more. I think that's what's really surprised me because in Australia every year there's, there's between 10 and 12 million day olds just get cold. And, and so to, <laughs> what's, there's, there's, a big, there's something missing here. Like well, we're, we're killing 10 million day olds every year, but they're also delicious 
food award winning birds. Like, that's what's surprising me. Like, why, why has it taken so long to ra to raise some of these birds up? I, I don't know why. I think we've just become used to a conventional, maybe five or six week old factory farm chicken. Xavier has built a solid little business. And now, off the back of the success of the cockerels, it's time to grow organically. Oh, I think full steam ahead with the cockerels at the moment. Just, I'm really uh, probably going to try and push just to interstate. There's a little bit going over to South Australia and New South Wales and, and even some into Queensland. So that's what's next for us. The eggs are really stable but we're not going to probably grow that so much. Um, I think the cockerels is our real point of difference where it's, it's, it's the, those other markets where there's not, you know, we, there's already eggs being produced in those markets, but there's not free-range cockerels. So let's do what we can do in those places first, I think. I would love to hear from any chefs and restaurants anywhere in South Australia, Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland that are interested in finding out some more about our birds and potentially a sample. And I'll, I'll just love to hear, hear from anyone. It'd be great. Thanks. The move back to the farm has not only changed Xavier's life, but it's created an exciting new product in Australia. It's changed my life for the better. I hope forever. I've, um, I grew up, I did a carpentry apprenticeship I moved up to Darwin to be a rigger um, and try and make some money up there to come back to the farm and buy the, the parents' family farm. And while I was up in Darwin working on the, on the plant, I really dawned on me that I am literally sitting here working for someone else to make someone else money, to make someone else's dream come true. And while I was doing that, I thought, you know what? When I pull the pin, I'm coming home, I'm buying that farm and I'm going to do what I love. I'm not doing nothing for no one else again. And I started up with a couple hundred layers uh, five, six years ago and to get to where we are now, it's changed my life. I love seeing those chooks just, just being chooks, just being able to dust bath, just being able to graze through the grass. I see them. Oh, you know, they're just just seeing the chooks out there happy and seeing and then seeing the roosters out there at all makes me like to see a rooster get down and dust bath and clean his feathers and do the thing with his neck and I don't know, they're running around. I just like that's the it's the thing it brings me back to why the with the calves at the start, it's it's me sitting back watching these animals that did, were not supposed to be there. They were supposed to be dead. And I've given, I feel like I've, <laughs> it sounds stupid, I feel like I've changed their life because they wouldn't be here if we weren't doing what, what we do. And I don't know, I get probably go on about it a bit, but it means a bit to me. Through a yearning to change the outcome of the young cockerel's existence, Xavier has not only given a full life to these incredible birds, but a wonderful new product for the discerning chef too. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. 
Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers, and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.